Welcome, you're now listening to Straight Chalk, a podcast for busy educators. My name's Belinda Benner Ordonez and I am an instructional specialist in St. Lucie Public Schools. In this month's episode, we will continue our new teacher diaries series, focusing on the important topic of relationship building with students and how to build a positive and successful classroom community. Sandra Tucker, our very own third grade teacher in St. Lucie Public Schools is back with us. And I am sure what she has to say will resonate with our listeners, some of whom may even be considering a career in education. Sandra will be sharing more of her own experiences with building a successful classroom community and strengthening positive relationships. I'm excited to welcome Sandra back again to share her new teacher journey with us. Hi, Sandra. Hi, how are you today? I'm great. How about you? I'm awesome. Feeling absolutely amazing. Thank you. Good, good. Well, glad you're back. Um, and so since we spoke last month, I hope you had a chance to rest and renew over the holiday break. Yes, ma'am. That's awesome. Did you get any time with family? Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. I got to see um, family and rest a lot and I. it was just awesome. It's always nice. awesome to have a little break here and there. Yeah, absolutely. Then you can come back refreshed and renewed and ready to start. That's right. Yep, yep. So this month in our new Teacher Diary series, we're focusing on building relationships and community building. So as a new teacher, it can be really rewarding and at times it can also feel quite challenging when you're learning so much in general. There's new procedures, navigating new curriculum, resources, and you mentioned in our last podcast the barriers, particularly for new educators with so many acronyms within educational discourse. So with everything that's going on for a new teacher entering the classroom for the first time, I wanted to get your perspective on why is it important to place an emphasis on building relationships and a sense of community in the classroom? Why is it such an important thing to get right? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, so for me, uh, I love to build relationships because building a community um, in your classroom, it's not only a warm feeling, but it also impacts the success of your students and you as a teacher, you know, as us as teachers also. It builds togetherness, uh, responsibility. The kids feel like they, they have a responsibility for not only for themselves, but, you know, to, to show to the teacher. It shows a connection. It shows a trust factor. They trust the teacher. They feel safe. Um, the you know awareness. They're more helpful. They're more dedicated to what you ask them. You know what you ask of them. You form a sense of belonging. They feel like they belong in your classroom when you form that relationship. So a sense of community and positive uh, classroom environment helps student learning. It helps them to be consistent. It keeps them satisfied. And they actually, I know my students, for example, they get excited about like reaching goals and stuff because of the community that we have built here uh, within our classroom. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, part of the time that's why students want to come to school, right? They have that teacher who who's there for them, who wants to, is happy to see them, you know, when they enter the classroom and things like that. So 
you know, having that relationship with the students is, is so important and to, to start at the beginning of the year and then also to continue. Research does tell us that relationships are at the core of a positive classroom environment. So can you share how it was for you as a new teacher in your classroom on that first day of school? How did you initially attempt to get to know your students? Okay, so before I came into the classroom or before the students even started the classroom. Um, in my last podcast, I know we mentioned that, or I mentioned that I like to do my own investigation. And there was a teacher that said, I like to communicate with my students like ahead of time. So I know she said that before the first day of school, she called all her students and, you know, asked them questions like, were they excited to meet the new teacher and stuff like that. So I unfortunately did wow. not get to do that. <laughs> However, <laughs> what, what I did do was when we had our open house, I had a who am I um, type of paper and I did ask them to complete it so that way I'm able to know are there siblings in the house um you know what's what's the family like what do you like as a student um wow, that's awesome. so yes yes so I actually was able to read through their files just to see you know how were they in the second grade or how were they in the first grade so i did a lot of research in the paperwork that i was given before i even received uh my students in uh and then once i did get my students i off the top started by standing at the door and just introducing myself for those that did not come to open house with a big old smile, because I just love to smile. <laughs> and a big old good morning. How are you? Happy first day of school. So glad to see you here. So it was more so what I put myself in their shoes. What mm -hmm. would I want if it was my first day of school? What would I want my teacher to do with me? And that's, Perfect. I implemented that toward the students. That's awesome. And so for the p people who may be listening that are in St. Lucie Public Schools, when, when do we, when did you have your open house? So actually open house was two days prior to the students coming in for their first day of school. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Open house uh, is a great opportunity to get to sort of know a little bit more. And I love the way that you, you were able to capture that in that sort of who am I with the students. So that's really, really a, a good strategy to start off the year right and learn a little bit about, you know, who's coming into your room. And so with that in mind, so building community also engages family members. Can you give us some examples of how you've been able to bring in family support into your classroom? And then why do you feel it's been important for you throughout the year? So that family connection to me is very important because that's who they are home with. And when a teacher has that relationship with family in the home, I believe that it helps the student more. It helps the student's success more because if I see a situation or if I have a concern and I can reach out to that family and the family is on the same page as the teacher, then that student is aware, oh, I can't get away with this or 
I have to do this because my teacher gets in contact immediately with my family or my family gets in contact immediately with my teacher. So mm -hmm. again, when open house was here, um, I put my information, my email address uh, of my form of contact, uh, my telephone number, you know, uh, some teachers use just their work number. And so mm -hmm. I freely just let them know, please contact me at any point in time. If you have a concern, a question or anything regarding your students, uh, whether it's academic or whether it's behavior or whether you have a question that they didn't understand. So I was very open about, please reach out to me if you have any questions or concern. So that way we can go ahead and take care of it ahead of time before it becomes worse or whatever the exactly. situation may be. Um, I, I like telephone calls. Okay, I know that mm -hmm. nowadays everyone is into text messaging and emailing, uh, but technology is really not dependable like what we think it is, right? We think if we send a fax that the person on the other line is going to receive it, but maybe the fax machine is down and they didn't mm -hmm. receive it. So with that being said, I like to make phone calls. I pick up the phone and I call whoever mm -hmm. is the guardian or the person to contact on you know the record on file and i just call them and say hey i just wanted yeah. to give you a call today to let you know that you know it's thursday and we had a great day in class today and this is what this child did today it's not always it's not always a negative phone call for me mm -hmm. i like mm -hmm. to give i feel that the more positive you give then you the less negative you will receive from that child or that mm -hmm. family, for example. And I get it, not all families are the same, uh, but I try my very best to get in contact with every family of the students that's in my classroom. I think you bring up, yeah, some really good points about number one, being transparent. Like you, you're setting up those lines of communication with your with the family members um, early and you're being consistent. And then the other great point you made was referring to, it's not always those bad news phone calls. I think sometimes parents get a little, you know, trauma triggered when it, maybe in the past they've had a lot of, it's always bad news, right? It's bad news. But when teachers take that time and as a new teacher, uh, it's a great strategy that you mentioned to be more positive and have that balance. And then parents feel that they can trust you more. Yes, ma'am. And if there is a negative, you know, because of behavior or academic, uh, I don't like to just start off the conversation with, oh, your child did this or, you know, the student did this. It's more of I let them know what their child, how I am just pleased to have them in my classroom. So I start off with something positive and mm -hmm. then I kind of throw in there what my concern is or what their struggles are. And then I end it off with, but we're going to make this happen. You know, if it's a student like that. that is having a reading situation i let them know how wonderful the student is to have in my classroom and i pick on something positive that they do you know the student comes in with a great attitude to every single day or i love the way the student is always following expectations my only concern is that they're not progressing in reading However, with 20 minutes of reading per day, I believe that this student will progress mm -hmm. and they're yeah. not reading at the level right now or they're not reading at their level yet. 
but they will get there. Mm -hmm. That's that's a great thing to remind ourselves of when we're thinking about communication with with family members, um, you know, um, of what that sounds like. So I think you're doing, you know, you've made some really valid point for that. Um, teachers typically spend a lot of time at the beginning of the school year with getting to know students, um, like they might give a Who Am I poster, activities and games, and then we quickly move into content. Um, and oftentimes the relationship elements and community building can become a little bit secondary to some of the day-to-day -day classroom instruction. So when considering that importance of a relationship and community building, which we know has positive impacts on behaviour, coming to class and, and attendance, how do you intentionally implement, establish, maintain and or restore components to optimise relationships during the course of the year? Can you think of some specific ways that you've gone about that and how effective have they been for you? Oh, yes, I am very personable and approachable. Very much Love so. Love that. I, let I can tell, I can tell. Yeah, very much so. I let the students know. Uh, you know, when they can come and talk to me, I chat with the students maybe before class starts. Uh, if we have like a recess session and they need to talk to me after class, I show them that I care for them, that I love mm -hmm. them, that I am here for their success, that I want to interact with them. I want to see them every day. I let them know I love to see, you know, I, I love to see you. You make me happy when you come to class. Um, I exactly. use you know, their names very often. I, I call them personally by their, you know, by their name. I accept questions from students. You know, they have, maybe they have questions and I tell them, write that question down for me. And when we go into this session, I'll pull you to the side and you and I will talk. Okay, mm -hmm. because a lot of times, you know, I have third graders. They love to talk. They want to just interrupt and talk about if you ask one question they go into a whole nother series <laughs> and what I tell them is at this moment what you're trying to tell me is is important to me however it doesn't coincide with the standard that we're on right now so write that question down for me and when we get into indoor recess or outdoor recess you and I will talk or before school or after oh, school so I build I that relationship with my students to let them know I am here for you. Uh, so if you would like to talk to me, then we can do that. I love that. And you're giving them times when they can be a, a, like approach you at a more suitable time. So that's a good, good idea as well. Yeah. And so when considering the classroom environment, there are so many ways to encourage and build positive relationships. Things like, you know, instilling intrinsic motivation, reinforcing positive behavior, like consider stoic, you know, interacting positively, um, you know, you yourself being a positive role model, which I can see that, you know, you are. Um, <laughs> Thank can you. you. Can you you're welcome. Can you share your advice with other teachers listening who might be looking for the best strategies for enhancing their own classroom community to ensure that students feel respected and challenged and are able to thrive? Like what would be your best tip for a new teacher listening? Um, so I definitely started the school year with my classroom expectations and I have two posters uh, on my wall that is by my teacher desk, which all the all the students face. And it says, in our class, we are a team, we're equal, we think positive, we respect each other, we do our best every time, we choose to be good, we are kind and honest, we work hard, we believe in ourselves, and most importantly, we make learning fun. 
That's one oh picture that I Love have it. on the board. And then of course I have our 10 golden rules. So you come on time to class, you prepare for class, you have the eyes on the board when the teacher's talking, you listen when others are talking, you raise your hand to speak, you be respectful and kind, you say please and thank you, you follow directions, you clean up and help out, and you try your best to have fun. So those two are up there. And so for me, I stick to those expectations and I stick to what happens in our class because this is not my class. This is our classroom and mm -hmm. we are all one team. We're all, these are the third grade drivers. Mrs. Tucker's third uh -huh. grade drivers in this class. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime someone uh, goes off the tracks or maybe, you know, is not focusing or is not following expectations, I just say, what are the classroom expectations? And they look right mm -hmm. at that poster. Oh, sorry, I got to raise my hand. If they blurt out, I remind them, is that an expectation? <laughs> look at the look at the expectation. So I, I am more like, don't do that. Don't, I don't, I don't do that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. I just say, is that an expectation? Have you ever seen me, have you ever seen me do that? Or have you heard me say that? Mm -hmm. So I model that, that positive yeah. behavior. And then I just redirect them to our uh, classroom rules, our golden rules, and just what we do in our class. It sounds like they know, and the fact that they can tell you what what the error was is is the yes. best, right? Yes, <laughs> and you know they're third graders, right? So yeah, they, you know they it they happen. They're human. They're kids. They love to talk. Yeah. They love to have fun, exactly. and so there's a time for that. And I remind them of that. There's a time to have fun. There's a time to uh, be on the computer. There's a time to play around. When we are recess, you playing you play around. However, when we're doing whole group. We need to focus. We don't blur. We have our expectations. So I always lead back to what are our classroom expectations? Another thing that I do, I have tables and my tables are tables of four. So if there's mm -hmm. one child that is off track or maybe a little chatty when they're not supposed to be, we have what we call uh, our blue bucks, right? Those are a, a reward system. So what mm -hmm. I then in turn do I just go right if there's one child in the four in the table of four that's not on task or not doing following expectation. I just go to the other three and I reward them with the with the blue book and I say thank you for being quiet and following expectation by reading your text what I'm asking you to do. And I just give the other yep. three a falcon buck and then in turn that one that is off track they just like oh they they. Oh, mm -hmm. they got one and I didn't get one. And then they immediately get back on track. But I love the way that you're giving that targeted specific, you know, what you, what the praise is for too. You're rolling that in. So that expectation is really clear. I love that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, thank you, Sandra. You've given us so many things to think about. Um, and so thank you so much for sharing some of your experiences with us again this month on how to build those relationships and community in your classroom within our new Teacher Diary series as a part of our Straight Chalk podcast. I'm looking forward to having you back again next month to share more of your educational journey and shed some light on the important topic of time management for new teachers. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm excited.
Thank you once again for everything. I appreciate you, Sandra. You are, you are the best. <laughs> thank you, Belinda. I really appreciate you. And thank you to all who are listening. And I hope uh, that this podcast helps you out. Looking forward to having you tune in again with us next month. And in the meantime, if you're looking for all the latest technology updates in St. Lucie Public Schools, check out the Tech Up Check Up podcast with the Girl Tech Innovators who are discussing using AI for good with learning accelerators, specifically Microsoft Reading Progress and Coach Tools to support student fluency and a whole lot more. Thank you for listening and be sure you share this podcast with a friend and tune in again next month for more from anywhere you get your podcasts.